Hello and welcome to From the Trenches, a Business Examiner News Group podcast. My name is John McDonald. This episode's special guest is BC's Regional Director of Futurepreneur Canada, an organization specializing in supporting young entrepreneurs. She covers some of their biggest success stories, including Skip the Dishes, Smart Suites, and many others. We also cover her own entrepreneurial journey, the organization's focus on inclusion and diversity, and much more. Our conversation starts now. Andrea Welling, Regional Director for BC for Futurepreneur. We provide financing and mentorship to entrepreneurs who are 18 to 39 throughout BC and Canada. Awesome, uh, Andrea. Well, I've really been looking forward to having this chat with you. Uh, Futurepreneur does some great things. We love the content that you produce in the program, support uh, the provincial economy or the national economy, um, and just open up a lot of opportunities. And so I uh, wondered if to start this off, if you can just give me a bit of a background on what inspired you to get involved with the organization and then how the organization has evolved kind of since you started with them. Yeah, so... Years ago, when I was a little younger, I had a business myself. We had an organic food delivery service business in Langley. And so did a business from the ground up and did the hiring, did the firing, which was really hard. Um, Learned about finances, learned about product and negotiation and working with partners. And one thing with that business, we did great sales. We grew the business, but we had a hard time with profitability. And when we needed to either get smaller or bigger, We really didn't have the right business mentor. We had lots of support in the community, but we didn't really have the right business mentor. And so um, eventually we sold the business and I was with the YMCA before Futurepreneur and I love working in the nonprofit sector. It's actually a really good fit for me. Nonetheless, for me, I'm really passionate about mentorship because I think for businesses to, to succeed and keep doing well, having that person that you can talk to to not feel like you're doing it alone is super important. So that's like sort of the key key driver for me. I also really believe that our young people have so much passion and energy and they they really drive the future. And so I think it's really important as you know, the BC and Canadian economy that we take a bit of risk and we allow young people to do what they believe in, what they're passionate about. And that's going to change and flow in so many different directions. But I think it's such a wise move on the parts of our, our, our government and our society that we care about uh, promoting entrepreneurship. So with Futurepreneur, it started 26 years ago as a nonprofit organization. So before I started, I've been there four years. <laughs> and basically, it started because um, if a young person at that time went to a financial institution, it's a little bit true now, but there's some nuances. But if right now, if you're a young person, you have a business and you go to the bank and you say, can I have an unsecured loan? Unless you have a mortgage or unless you've got a lot of business experience, you're going to say, sorry, no, that's too risky for us. We, we were not going to touch it. And I will say working with a lot of the financial institutions, there's there's some bit more flexibility now than there probably was 26 years ago, but it was a barrier. So basically financing being a barrier for young people. And so Futurepreneur was started. We're funded by the federal government, Innovation Science Economic Development Canada. We also get support from RBC and some of the other financial institutions. And the idea was to provide financing and mentorship for young people and 
The definition of youth has expanded over the years. It's become 18 to 39, which is great. And we always get 40-year-olds that want to be part of our program too. And uh, so uh, we wish we could serve everyone. But right now, that's 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 our eligibility and our mandate. And basically, the organization has grown from there. So it's it's continued to grow in size, more staff, and and grown as the entrepreneurial community and ecosystem has also grown. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate that breakdown. I was not aware of the background. And I think it just provides such tremendous opportunities. It reminds me a little bit about community futures, um, but just more youth oriented. And we just know, especially on Vancouver Island, there's a lot of businesses that would not exist without programs like yours, because like you said, the banks, big or even sometimes credit unions are not willing to take on risk, which you do understand, but uh yeah, absolutely. And and with some of the banks now, the credit unions, we can do joint lending. So sometimes if they go through our program and they're approved, then that can be a reason that they can get some additional financing. So we do joint lending with financial institutions and other partners. So that's something that we can we can offer. It really depends on the business of the entrepreneur and what they're looking for, and what they need. Okay, awesome. Wondering if you can kind of give me a bit of a, a background of the the challenges that the entrepreneurs coming to you asking for money uh, to, to fund their ideas, can you give them or give me, sorry, uh, just some of the challenges that they're facing, whether it's just their youth experience or lack of mentorship, whatever it is? Yeah. So, so obviously one of them is financing that obviously if they don't have business experience or own any property, then that can be a barrier uh, for financing. Another barrier is sometimes making sure that their business is really, really ready to go. So sometimes entrepreneurs come to us and they're a little bit what I call fantasy land. Like, yeah, I want to be my own boss. This is so exciting. I've got this idea and I've done a little bit. And we're like, okay, that's great. Like, we love it. We love the passion. In order for us to give them financing and also mentorship with our program, we do require them to write a business plan. And so that can be a bit of a barrier in itself to write this plan. But really the barrier stems from the the entrepreneur being organized, thinking ahead, learning about being an entrepreneur and figuring out how to plan their business so that they'll be successful. And so what we do is we really help them to do that. So if someone comes to us and they're not really prepared yet, we say, that's okay. Let's figure out how we can help you. We have a Rock My Business series. We have uh, free three-hour workshops. One of them is Rock My Business Idea. So someone's in the idea phase and they're tossing a couple of ideas around and they want to know how to validate those ideas and test them. That's a great workshop to kind of get started in thinking about your idea. If they need help writing their business plan, which is what they would need for financing with us, we can break down all the different pieces of that business plan, help them write it. And then we also have Rock My Cash Flow. So we ask for a two-year cash flow projection. And that can be a little intimidating. People are a little bit intimidated by that, the Excel spreadsheet. So they can work with our um, business development managers or entrepreneur in residence or in any of these workshops that we offer every two months. So there's always one popping up that will that can help you. So we really want to help them. And we know if you create a strong foundation, strong plan for your business, you're more likely to be successful. Now, it's true that a plan doesn't mean you're going to follow it all. It's not going to change. and It's not going to be different. That's actually not even the point that you'll follow the plan exactly. It's all the research you do that builds your confidence and helps you see some of your blind spots. That's really what we want to help entrepreneurs to do. And often the challenge that they face and they don't even know that they face it sometimes at the same time. Awesome. That's tremendous value. And quite frankly, when I, I bought this business three years ago, there's some uh, advice that I could have used 
<laughs> early on there, but that's tremendous. I want to ask you a little bit about uh, how Futurepreneurs supports uh, and encourages diversity and inclusion uh, among entrepreneurs. And so you've talked about youth and, you know, yeah, you, the interests and desires and everything have evolved dramatically, especially over the five to 10 years. And I'm just wondering, yeah, if you can kind of maybe flush out how you're, what your approach is to that. Absolutely. So when I started working with entrepreneurs about 10, 12 years ago, there was a little bit of an attitude that that there was a bit of a gatekeeper attitude by some of the educators and that you had to be at a certain level and certain kind of person. And when I started, uh, it was actually the provincial government at the time I had a youth entrepreneurship program and it was really about making it accessible. So the one thing that I did is I actually took a really wordy, jargony business plan guide and actually made it a lot more accessible and easier to read, easier to digest. So, so one area that that I, I really felt that I was part of some of that work for the ecosystem was around accessibility. And then when I was at the Y, we were also opening up that accessibility to those with disabilities. So with learning challenges or physical or illnesses, so any kind of kind of disabilities. And then of course, also uh, diversity of background. So um, of any type of ethnicity background, education, any background. And what I will say about Futurepreneur is one of its core values is around diversity and inclusion. And when we when I started with the organization, that was, it was, a, it was a strong value, but we've really taken it to the next level. So as an organization, within the time I've been here, we, we uh, were asked to do an Indigenous entrepreneurship program. And a couple of years later, we've now got uh, eight-person national Indigenous team with a really strong leader and business development managers across the country. And they bring the Indigenous lived experience. They bring the network. They bring a cultural perspective that really helps entrepreneurs feel comfortable. And so that Indigenous program also really kickstarted more education for all of us as staff around reconciliation. And so we've been learning through the four seasons of, of reconciliation. It's a really wonderful, amazing program. We've been learning more about um, reconciliation, colonization, and, and, and Indigenous history. And then in addition to that, we also have a Black Entrepreneur Startup Program that RBC helped us with. We're in our second anniversary. And it's similar in, that we have a strong team that identify as black and all those who apply also identify as black so black founders so there's that network for them and they're really able to identify with that experience and those are sort of two examples of those particular programs regardless though the diversity and inclusion that we're talking about with our organization applies to everyone we really want to work with anyone that is interested in entrepreneurship. <laughs> so we can't solve everybody's problems of everything, um, but we focus on entrepreneurship and we want to help young people um, of all all walks uh, to be entrepreneurs. I'm wondering uh, to, to jump forward here, if we can talk a little about if there's some success stories or anything businesses that have been started through Futurepreneur that particularly pop for you or excited you? Is there anything that sticks out there? Yeah. I mean, you know, because I was in the food business, um, I always keep an eye on food. So if you know, skip the dishes, of course, you maybe see Katy Perry on there. They were one of our entrepreneurs. So that one always gives me a bit of a giggle. Uh, and the good food box as well, if you've seen some of their, they've got some fun, fun ads. So kind of food products. And then um, some of your, um, 
yeah, some of your listeners might have might see there's a product called Smart Sweets. It comes in a neon colored bag, and uh, that entrepreneur who we supported, Tara Bosch, when she was um, in her early 20s, I think around 21, she created this little gummy bear um, and was making it all herself and through her own molds that she bought uh, through Amazon. And um, she's grown that business. And um, and now, what, six, seven years later, she won many prizes. She went through other organizations. She actually now has sold that business for $400 million. So not everybody hits the jackpot like that, but proud to say that 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 she did. But we have lots of restaurants. We have many professionals like chiropractors or acupuncturists that that are successful landscapers uh, manufacturers so it can be almost any kind of breweries uh, many breweries um, we we've 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 funded uh, both um, in, in my many parts of the of the province so it really depends on the industry that you're looking at and kind of what you're interested in one of the entrepreneurs on the island there's one in Courtney, and she's got uh, wild bee florals. She's got a beautiful garden where she has beautiful, beautiful flowers. And she's just one of one of my favorite um, entrepreneurs. And she's been working away at that at that business. So we we we've you know we definitely food is a third of the businesses that we serve. So whether that's in any farming or agriculture, restaurant, food cart, catering, product or service. So it's it's quite. It's quite a prominent, prominent sector for us. I was just in Whole Foods and there is Marissa Miles. She's with Tree Island Yogurt and she's actually created a vegan yogurt because I don't eat dairy. And so I just bought her yogurt. So just before the call, I was eating some of that her yogurt with some blueberries and enjoying that product. So, uh, yeah, so there's so many stories. Those are kind of a few that kind of, you know, I think kind of jump out uh, and are maybe ones people would recognize. Well, the other one is Nora's non-dairy ice cream. You can tell I eat dairy <laughs> products. Um, she has a wonderful non-dairy ice cream. So if you see that in your freezer, I'll check it out. So Awesome. Well, it's so cool because some of those brands, like I would certainly not have guessed Skip the Dishes got their start there. I honestly thought it was an American company that expanded up here. And then even Tree Island Yogurt. So they're small world they her and her husband have a development company building industrial land in cumberland and they're a part of our commercial building awards coming up next week oh excellent! (laughs) yeah so it's just a funny yeah i I don't know scott super super well but just through you know professional relationship really enjoy what they built there so yeah and it's amazing to see what our young entrepreneurs are creating i think marissa is also going to be at a fair at the peony near vancouver and it's going to be showcasing again around food so yeah it's wonderful to see um leaders in the community as well. Um, another woman leader in sustainability has a, um, a zero waste refillery, not a grocery. Again, she's, she's Vancouver, but um, she's got an amazing um, sustainability, low packaging business. So some of the, the trends that, um, well, more than trends. I mean, it's about saving our planet, right? So yeah. hey. <laughs> something we, we all really should get on board with, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I also want to breathe clean hair as long as I'm alive. So I fully support you. <laughs> um, I did want to, so one final question here before we jump into the final four is just sort of a little bit more forward looking. If you look at kind of future futurepreneurs plans, let's just even say for this year, is there anything of note that you'd like to reference? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, we're developing um, our business plan for next year. We want to continue to serve many entrepreneurs, probably, uh, uh, you know, probably a thousand uh, in the whole country and probably at least uh, um, at least 120, 125 in BC um, with loans. Um, a couple improvements we would like to make. We'd like to give our website a nice update um, and we would like to improve our client and mentor portal. So those are just some projects that we feel we want to continue to improve our client experience uh, and we want to continue to to improve that we're also bringing some of our workshops back in person so our rock my business went virtual with covid we're bringing that back in person we're going to be we're partnering with startup canada in may um, and we're going to be doing an event with them that um, is also going to be our first rock my business back in person in vancouver so yeah so those are a couple couple of the highlights and uh, something we did also did recently is we capped our interest rates at nine percent so interest rates were rising and where we were able to do that. And I don't have a financial institution background, um, but according to some of the fi uh, financial institutions, they're like, oh, banks don't usually do that. We don't usually cap rates. So, um, you know, if, if prime goes through the roof, we may have to change that 9%, but hopefully they'll go down or they'll stabilize and, and we'll be able to continue to offer a competitive rate for our unsecured loans. So, yeah. Awesome. So I'll jump into the final four questions here. These are four questions we ask each interviewee. Oh, great. Uh, and so the first one is, what would be your favorite book? And I'll preface this by saying there's no parameters. It does not have to be a business book. It can be fiction, fantasy, whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge personal development fan. This is a book from from a long time ago, but it's what hopped in my brain. Uh, it's The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And it's really about being impeccable with your word, not taking things personally, um, not making assumptions and always doing your best. So. Um, I wish I was always impeccable with my word and every once in a while, you know, it's like, oh no, <laughs> but it's really, really, um, you know, I think um, having some strong integrity and values that you live by is really important. It really shines through and it's a big part of who I am and what um, Futurepreneur is all about. So that, that kind of integrity and care. Favorite app, just no email. And no Microsoft Excel, because I've got way too many of those. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, honestly, I, I tend to get a little lost. So I, I really love be able to have that app when I'm driving that talks to me. And when she can't talk to me and just like on mute, I get so frightened. Please tell me where to go. Um, so I have to say that's absolutely my favorite. I do love LinkedIn. Um, I would invite anyone who's listening to join me on LinkedIn, Andrea Welling. Um, so that's another app that I definitely do check out because it's there's a lot uh, around the entrepreneurial ecosystem uh, and a lot of ways that we we support each other. And so um, I, I actually, yeah, I really love love LinkedIn and and be able to connect that way as well. Best personal advice you've received, and this can be anything like sometimes people will have like I'm a a conglomerate of all of the different advice they've received into a theme or it can be attributed to a specific person. There's no, it's just, what does that mean to you? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I have a memory of when our business, when we were struggling with our business, sort of being by myself in this warehouse and kind of not in the happiest space. And what I, one of my themes that I, I speak of is don't do it alone. Ask for help. It's easy to get isolated as an entrepreneur. And so surrounding yourself with networks, whether that's a mentor, other business owners, and getting yourself out there 
is really important. And finding some like-minded people, I think, um, is advice I wish I'd had sooner. I think we're so great um, in this province about doing things yourself. We're very much self-starters here in BC. Uh, but the flip side is, is not doing it alone. Um, so get, get help, get connected in any way you can. Awesome. That is very great advice. Uh, and then the last one for you, no pressure, favorite restaurant on Vancouver Island. Well, one of our entrepreneurs is Working Culture Bread. This is in Victoria. They have a beautiful bakery. I went in one day, the owner wasn't there, and her team was outstanding. They were just working together. They had this flow and dance that you don't always see in a lot of businesses. And I just sort of watched that, and I was just kind of in awe and really enjoyed their products of working, yeah, working culture bread. And then I love Indian food. So again, I'm talking about Victoria because my mom lives in Victoria and I spend a little bit more time there. Um, but it's really, uh, I love Varsha. It's an Indian restaurant. Um, there's another one called, I think it's Coriander that's in James Bay. So I love Indian restaurants. So we always get some of that while we're there. Thanks for stopping by From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. 